All right, here we go. It's signing day. It's a day we all circle on the calendar. It's a day we look forward to. It's a, I don't know, um, a benchmark day in the quote-unquote offseason of college football. The offseason that I think we all agree doesn't really truly exist. But here we are. Welcome into the Plank Show. And as you just heard with the final, what? With the final segment of the T-Row in the Morning Show, the numbers continue to grow for those names that are rolling in for the University of Oklahoma. The most recent name, Lewis, uh, wait, hold on here. No, no, we got another name just added. Eric McCarty's name, Eric McCarty's name is on said list. So that's a good sign. And I would add, I would add the the drama of the day surrounds three names, right? Um, and those three names for Oklahoma are Cecily Akana, Peyton Bowen, and DJ Hicks. Now Parker Thune is coming up at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m. this morning. And he'll give us all the details as things break overnight. Um, Josh, am I understanding anything correctly on Peyton Bowen and David Hicks in that neither will be making an announcement today? Or is there the possibility that both could send in letters of intent today? Because I've heard a little bit of everything over the last 24 hours. Good morning, Josh. Good morning to you. Happy Early signing period, signing day, whatever you want to call it uh, today. Yeah, you hear a little bit of both, right? And hopefully the answer to that question is at least the the front half of that equation is sending in uh, a signee letter to the University of Oklahoma today, though. I certainly can't sit here and tell you that that's what's going to happen. Um, so we shall wait. We shall wait. Um, apparently... Apparently, Peyton Bowen's name has shown up on a Notre Dame roster. Now, um, here was the latest from, let's see, who is this from the Notre Dame side of things? But but again, it, it's nothing is official yet. So let's, while we celebrate the names who are in, I want to encourage, don't get too... People that would be freaking out. I, I I was listening to Toby and TJ when I was driving in, and I, saw, I heard I heard one of the text messages. If we don't get one of these uh, potential outlier names, then you know obviously we have failed. Well, it's it's, it's still going to be one of the best recruiting classes defensively that Oklahoma's had in maybe over fifteen years. So I think it would calm down. I you know kind of looking at it like the portal, and to see Lee Kana and Peyton Bowen, and obviously you know DJ Hicks. I think those are kind of like the icing on top of this cinnamon roll. Cinnamon roll is really, really good. You add a little icing to it, oh, my gosh, it just takes it to another level. Still really good. And use whatever um, whatever potential, you know, angle or insight that you want, right? Um, but to me, bottom line, more than anything else, is Oklahoma – Already have, and when I say that, any analogy, any kind of like, it's a cherry on top of the Sunday. It's the ice cream and an actual root beer to make it a root beer float. Whatever it is, but the bottom line, more than anything else, is this is still going to be a very good recruiting class. 
for Oklahoma. Period. Now, uh, as soon as I mention that, you guys are all over this more than anything else. I just happened to uh, pull up about five or six different things. There's um, there's one person that's like, oh, it's 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 Drake Bowen. Well, no, no, I, I'm looking at Tommy, what was sent to me, and it says Peyton Bowen, and it says Notre Dame roster. But what happened is they pulled it down. So it's not Drake. Stop. I know what I'm looking at. Don't get blocked today on signing day. But as many of you have pointed out, Notre Dame has already pulled that down from Peyton Bowen on their page. Here's the latest from the Irish side of things on Peyton Bowen. This was um, this is from Notre Dame insider Tom Loy. He said, quote, my feeling on this has changed in the past few days. I went from nearly changing my crystal ball pick to Oklahoma and joining Brandon Drum and Steve Wiltfong to holding off because of new intel. Trust me, if I felt like this was a slam dunk for Oklahoma, I would go ahead and change it just like I did for Jaden Lamar in Oregon. I'm now feeling more confident about Notre Dame's chances, which matches the feeling of the Fighting Irish staff. So that's the latest on the Notre Dame side of things. That's the latest on the Notre Dame side of things. The the latest on Peyton Bowen in general, I would say, is, I mean, if they get him, great. They've worked very hard to potentially get him, and I think it's, I think it's got the, it's got a shot to be a really big deal for Oklahoma to add him to that safety rotation. I really do, but bottom line, more than anything else, we won't know, and it won't be terrible if they don't get him. Is that is that fair to to, to try to balance this out? Want to get him? Want to get David Hicks? Want to get Celia Kana? Want to get them all? But with the 23 that Oklahoma figures to sign today, I don't think that you're in a situation, Josh, where you're too down regardless uh, if you don't get those three. You want to. Fans have, have hyped themselves up. Crystal ball projections have been out there. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. But – if you don't get them, I'm not going to sit here and suddenly call everything a failure. It's a really good 2023 signing class where we stand right now, to, to your right. point. I mean, it is a really, really talented group, and particularly in the defensive backfield, you think about Makari Vickers and Jacoby Johnson. You go up and down the list. You've just added Day McCullough and uh, obviously Deshaun McCullough, but in this signing class, Day McCullough not – Awfully long ago, right? right. So you, you've got talented uh, players in your defensive backfield. Josiah Wagner, I mean, it goes on and on. Kendall Dolby out of the, the JUCO ranks. So if you don't wind up with Bowen, yes, you've got some really, really talented secondary players that are inking with Oklahoma today. It'd be great, though, right? I mean, it feels like because we've talked about it for so long, it's going to be – it's going to be – disappointing obviously if you don't get Bowen I still think that Oklahoma winds up with Bowen before it's all said and done but your point stands it's a great recruiting class it's a top 10 signing class regardless of Bowen Akana whoever scanning all phases complete Marcus Strong you have been chosen for your humility and strong work ethic Welcome to the Oklahoma family. So Marcus Strong, 
Now, uh, that's great. Marcus Strong is in the mix for Oklahoma. I think this rules out David Hicks. So, I, I mean, I think Marcus Strong is a rock star. I think now this probably means that David Hicks has told the staff he's going to aid him. Or Oregon, whomever it might be. That's me. I'm not a recruiting insider. We'll ask Parker what he thinks coming up in just a bit. Um, this isn't unexpected. This, though, is maybe a bit of a surprise. Radford, Florida product, Union County High School, 6'3", 285. Missed the 2021 season with a torn ACL. And not necessarily a guy that, what was it, 2021, 2020? Anyway, he missed with an injury, and I, they like him a lot. They like him a lot. I, I don't know if David Hicks was signing if he was a take. I don't know. But that's where we are right now with the addition of, of Marcus Strong, in your boy's humble opinion. I like Marcus Strong a lot. I think he is a really big-time get for this program. I think the staff was pretty excited with the opportunity of landing Marcus Strong. Um, by the way, here, here's all the details on Strong. You're looking, oh, hold on, they didn't even have, here we go. Um, Marcus Strong, 6'3", 265, three-star recruit, uh, top 65 defensive lineman, chose uh, the Sooners over uh, Georgia Tech, Houston, Maryland, FAU was in the mix. His brother is a defensive lineman at South Alabama. This isn't one of those names that, in, in my opinion, in my opinion, this isn't one of those names that when you look at the numbers and the picks, excuse me, the, the numbers as far as stars and the offers that are out there, I don't think you're going to go, oh, my gosh, we snagged um, Marcus Strong. Um, here he is. Let's go. So I, I just I don't think anyone's going to be wowed, but I like the idea of Marcus Strong being in this class. Now, listen to the 405 who writes, Hicks will have a spot regardless. Agreed. I agree with you 100%. I don't know if Marcus Strong would have. They'll find a place for Hicks. If if David Hicks calls him and says, I'm coming, you'll always find a spot for him. But I don't know personally if you were in a situation that if Hicks was coming, Marcus Strong would be here. So you guys got your sources. I've got some too, but I'll just throw that out there. I'm really happy for Marcus Strong. I think he deserves this opportunity. He's one of those hidden gems that, Maybe when you look at him, you don't necessarily, like I said, get wowed or jaw-dropped by offers or anything of that nature, but I think he's got a chance to be really, really good. And with that, I guess we have kind of our, what, our first eye-opener with Marcus Strong joining the Sooner Nation because, in all honesty, he wasn't really a guy I think that um, anyone considered to be a, necessarily a slam dunk in any way, shape, or form for Oklahoma, Josh. And – Exciting news up front for Oklahoma, right? Developmental sure. type ad, obviously. You you ran down the, the measurables, but for those that missed it, 6'3", 265, three-star out of Florida. So this is the type of player for, for OU that, look, it's not going to generate the same buzz from the fan base right. that obviously a five-star signing like Hicks would. But Oklahoma's going to have to hit on a couple of these guys. And you need to bring some of these Marcus Strong-type players in. So hopefully this is somebody that does, like an Ashton Sanders in this class for Oklahoma. Hopefully those are guys that we're talking about down the road as 
players that really developed in the program and turned out to be standout players for the Sooners. So Marcus Strong is in. Might mean David Hicks is out. But, again, I, I'm i not going to give up on David Hicks, Peyton Bowen, or DeCelia Kana until I see them and their commitment videos come out somewhere else. Speaking of DeCelia Kana, again, don't get caught up, I think, in these last-second crystal ball projections. I'm not knocking anyone. But you've seen them flip all over the place. I've told you guys a bazillion times here on this program and any other platform I love the recruiting talk. I love the recruiting buzz. I don't get too carried away on anything until right now, you know, this day. And this is that day. This is that day whenever you can step back and go, all right, he's in. No one can take it away, right? This is our guy. It doesn't matter um, for a last second fonging or a crystal balling or anything of that nature. He's our guy. So Marcus Strong is in. We'll wait and see on names like David Hicks. To Cecilia Kana, who literally the first text, I thought he went to Texas. No, he, he's been projected by a Longhorn site to go to Texas. Colorado and Louisville were late uh, trips for him, so we'll see. I do know, I do know this. Brent Venables is slated to meet with the media at what, 10.30 this morning? 10.35. We'll hear from Jeff Lebby and Ted Roof afterwards. Now, again, unfortunately, contractually we are not allowed to bring that press conference to you what are the odds you think josh helmer that that press conference starts at ten thirty-five today uh not very high <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it'll probably be a little bit after that in the yeah, neighborhood but I probably agree. not right at ten thirty-five. hey by the way the 918 is is funny because uh it, it, he brings up a good point marcus strong is listed at three different sizes all right, on three has him at six five, rivals has him at six four, and twenty four seven has him at six foot three. <laughs> uh, that's fantastic. Here's, uh, let me see, what do I have on, on Marcus Strong? Let me double check, see what what your boy has on his list. I've got six three two eighty five, on my list for Marcus Strong, and uh, yeah, that that seems to be well. I say two eighty five. I see 265 out here as well, too. This was this was my type of conversation that I loved whenever we did signing day. Back in the day when we would have the coaches on live while signing day, and, I mean, literally, we're, we're hearing from them live while this is taking place, but when they would be coming in uh, and looking at the numbers, well, I guess maybe when they have them on live, when I was, was sitting on the set, you would literally have a name pop up and when that name would pop up, immediately like Bob or, or, or Mike Stoops or somebody would be like, oh, that's, that's wrong. He's, he's, not, he's not 250 anymore. He's up to 275. Or, or whenever someone would be, would be listed at 6'3", he's like, no, nah, he's up to 6'5". Six, he's 6'5". Six he's 6'5 now. That's the one thing that I do miss. <laughs> that's the one thing that I do miss as far as, uh, as far as anything is concerned. I miss being on the set. To be told that the uh, height and weight of these guys are incorrect. If there is one FOMO that I have, it's not being on set right now to be told, yeah, that's not correct. That's not the way it goes. Any surprises so far that have caught your eye? Marcus Strong is a pleasant surprise, right? I think so. I think so. Again, to me, that would probably tell me that David Hicks is out. But, again, what do I know, right? Um 
So I, I like it. I, I, I kind of like his makeup. He has. I don't think he's a guy that we'll be talking about playing next year. But I also didn't think R. Mason Thomas was a guy that we would talk about taking this year, uh, playing this year. And yet, lo and behold, here he is uh, as, a, as a major part of this defensive line. So, yeah, I don't know, Josh. Um, I think it's a bit of a surprise, but I don't think it's going to be, again, something that people are wowed over numbers-wise, but they will be wowed over when he starts to play because, to me, he is a big-time developmental prospect. I think he's got the chance to be really good in a year or two from now. And you're going to see some of those in this class. All right, uh, we better break just so we can make sure that we stay on the clock today. Uh, We mentioned we are at Cavens Construction. That's where we're going to spend signing day. Um, Gary's going to join us coming up at 10 a.m. We got a big winter storm coming in. I don't know if you've noticed this or not, and it continues to kind of uh, adjust and change what it's going to look like. Pipe breaks, business floodings, flooding from any of the cold snaps this weekend. Maybe you're out, out and about, and you come home and you find out that a pipe has burst. Well, they've got emergency water extraction crews working all weekend to help if there is a water emergency. 405-573-3048-405-573-3048. It's Plank Show right here on The Ref. All right, here's the most recent name that signed for the Oklahoma Sooners. Scanning. All phases complete. Josiah Wack, you have been chosen for your elite athleticism and intelligence you bring to the football field. Welcome to the Oklahoma family. So Josiah Wagner is added to the mix for Oklahoma. Uh, 5'11", 170-pound cornerback out of Spanaway Lake High School. Four-star prospect, number 200 recruit in the country, touted as uh, number 26 cornerback in the class by ESPN, number 31 by 24-7, and 41st by rivals. He'll play in the All-American Bowl and uh, had offers from Notre Dame, Arizona State, Cal. Josh, good to see some uh, bigger corners here in Josiah Wagner, and obviously we just had uh, Makari Vickers get announced too. So busy Busy couple of minutes here for the Oklahoma Sooners, and as we mentioned, the uh, addition of Marcus Strong. So you hit it on the head. You know, Brent Venable's presser is set for ten thirty. This whole class may be in by the time we get to that point. Yeah, I'm literally scrolling here and just trying to get what the official number is of signees that we have uh, for Oklahoma so far. Wagner, obviously, you love the size there in the defensive backfield. This is man, it's a Again, what we talked about with Bowen, it would be a substantial loss if they don't wind up with Bowen in this class. But honestly, the secondary beyond a Bowen signing, it's pretty salty right now, and Wagner's one of the reasons why. Yeah, pretty impressive. So I've got uh, on the official site 20 names signed. Is that right? 20 in so far? I can Is tell that what you, you've got, too? I can tell you in just a moment. Oh, is <laughs> well, I can tell you, I just counted. It's 20, with Josiah Wagner being the most recent. Uh, here's the four that we just had pop in for Oklahoma uh, since the start of this show. Eric McCarty, Marcus Strong, Joshua Bates, and Josiah Wagner. So that means from this morning, 
Here's the 20 names that have been in so far for Oklahoma. Uh, Phil Pichotti, he's the – everyone is supposed to be like a cheetah, but he looks like he's going to be more of a natural linebacker. Um, last year, by the way, Pichotti, six yards per carry as a running back, also 144 tackles. Um, I believe – hold on, let me double-check my pronunciation. Is it Dea Mikola? Uh, McCullough, believe is it's that just we went day. With? day. It's day. You're right. I'm sorry. It's day. McCullough was in. Derek LeBlanc is in. Uh, Cade McIntyre, along with Taylor Wine, Jaquez Petaway, one of two receivers for Oklahoma. Caden Green and Ashton Sanders, along with Logan Howland. Uh, Samuel Omashigo is in for the Sooners, as is Jacoby Johnson. Quarterback Jackson Arnold, wide receiver Keon Brown. Makari Vickers, linebacker Lewis Carter, with running back Caleb Hicks, and then the four most recent that we just mentioned, Eric McCarty, Marcus Strong, and Joshua Bates, which means that there's only a handful of guys that, that we're still waiting to get what were of the commits, waiting to get their official letter of intent in, correct? Just, uh, what, three or four dudes right now on that front? Yes, uh yeah, it should just be it should just be three if you've got twenty in there. Adapujo, uh Adabare would be among those that we haven't seen yet that popped in. Kendall Dolby though, would he even be considered in this? Like if they haven't announced him yet, would that be something that we're waiting for his or is it different because we all want to fight about whether or not he's a portal guy or a part of this class? Um, are we still waiting on Logan? Ha- no, we got Logan Howland's name, so he's Ozida. in. Um, yep, yep, yep. So you're waiting on on Heath. Smothers. It's Ozeda. Ozeda, by the way, and the running back Smothers. So that's really about it that we're waiting for as far as the commitments are concerned. Now, again, it looks as if David Hicks is going to make his announcement on Friday. Uh, hope so. There's always going to be a spot for him, but I, I just I, – I don't think that's going to happen for OU fans. We'll ask – Parker Thune, what he thinks. Marcus Strong is in, so that adds a name that maybe wasn't in those original commitment lists. And then we'll see about Tassili um, Akana. Akana. Thank you. And Peyton Bowen. So those are the few that we're away for. You know, I'm sure this has gotten shared here this morning, but a couple of the 247 Sports Texas guys did toss in their crystal balls this this morning for Akana to Texas. So uh, Mm. the – again. Can we can we go back to my take on crystal balls on signing day? You may. What what is your take? Doesn't matter. Sign. They're they're signing today. So let's see when they sign, and then you can change your crystal ball projection after they sign, which is usually what happens in the case of like the uh, Steve Wiltfongs of the world. Still holding it against him. And, and by the way, if Peyton Bowen flips too, I'll hold that against him too. But yeah, fonged. More like effed up. So, yeah, anyway, no, I don't see anything from PJ yet. We'll wait and see. And, again, I wouldn't freak out if you haven't heard a name either. Oh, my gosh, why has any signed yet? No, no, it's – it's it. if they're committed, they're going to get here, I think, more than anything else. But, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of excited about the class that we have in so far. So we'll, we'll see whether or not, you know, everyone comes through as expected – but really, I feel like today, more than anything else, Josh, is just kind of the wait to see what Peyton Bowen does, right? I kind of feel like for most people, that seems to be 
what today is all about. And, you know, here's if you want to get into the, the, the breakdown of it, it appears as if if it, if it was just his decision, he'd be a Sooner. There are certain family members that are pulling him more towards NIL. There's other family members that seem to be pulling him more towards Notre Dame. And in the end, you know, I talked about this yesterday, and it wasn't specific to any player or individual, but, you know, maybe, just just maybe, you know, you're in a situation where, right, you've got a guy that if he gets to make his own decision is coming to Oklahoma. And we talked about this yesterday, but it's just – it's awful to think that you could have family, and I don't just mean it specifically with Peyton Bowen, family impacts, uh, a family member that would impact your college decision that much, where they wouldn't say, what do you want to do? I mean, it's just, it's it's shocking. It's shocking to me that that's still the case. Though someone did bring up the point that if their son wanted to go to Kansas over Oklahoma for football, uh, they would definitely be uh, doing everything they can to keep that from happening. So we're waiting on a handful of guys, but so far, so good. Do you want to talk Iowa recruiting? <laughs> Have you been knee-deep in Iowa Hawkeyes recruiting all night long? Uh, absolutely. And, no, we don't need to talk. We don't need to talk that. <laughs> it's not. I was, I was telling you this before the show started. I never got to finish it. I was on an Alabama radio station when the flip happened. I was live on with Ryan Fowler on, in, in Tuscaloosa when that happened. They literally played their little breaking news sounder uh, in the middle of a conversation that we were having about, hey, you know, it's uh, flip miss, you know, hoping a lot of good things for Oklahoma. And then, boom, out of nowhere, they're like, oh, oh, here we go. How's Iowa fans handling that right now? Uh, terribly. And aren't those <laughs> Alabama radio hosts just obnoxious? <laughs> they were pretty happy. They were pretty happy, I won't lie. Um, all right, anything else to add? Nothing kind of breaking here, so let's let's fit a break in here while we can. And then coming up at the top of the hour, Parker Thune is going to join us. So we'll kind of learn what he's learned, and then, of course, Park will be a part of this coverage all day long. So 10 a.m., Parker Thune will join us. In the meantime, your texts are coming up next, 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. It's a Plank Show right here on The Ref. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show. We're at Cavens Construction on a Wednesday. The recruiting headquarters for the ref here at Cavens. And uh, Gary's going to join us coming up next hour. But uh, obviously it is a cold, cold, cold couple of days ahead of us. Um, You want to make sure that your home is ready, your business is ready. So Gary's going to give us a couple of tips. But remind you that they're here if an emergency happens, 405 573 Three zero four eight or online at cavensgroup.com. So your choice, Josh, your choice. You want to um you want to get the latest update on one Peyton Bowen? Do you wanna go through the entire list of of Sooners that have signed so far? Or would you like to hit a couple of other tidbits? When it comes to the the recruiting day, that is. Is there anything new with Peyton Bowen? No, that was pretty much it. Good job. <laughs> you pretty much yeah, you made it easy because there is nothing new right now as far as that is concerned. And we'll ask Parker coming up in about twenty minutes from now. But as it stands right now, Josh, there's really there's nothing to truly report on Peyton Bowen. 
What about some of the other tidbits? Because obviously we're going to spend two hours and 20 minutes, uh, you and I, talking about this signing class and breaking it all down. So I, I trust that we'll get that accomplished. Is there? What are some of the other tidbits you had on your mind? Well, here's a few. So last night, Ari Wasserman had tweeted that in his in kind of the buzz that had been built around the quarterback class, there was a major flip that he thought was coming at the quarterback position, and everyone started projecting what? Is Arch Manning going to Bama? Is Arch Manning going to Ohio State? Is something going on with Arch Manning? Well, I don't know if anything changed, but Arch Manning did indeed sign this morning with the University of Texas, though we did have one big flip in the Big 12, uh, Austin Novosad, who had been committed to Baylor, he changed his commitment and signed today with Oregon. And he had been committed to Baylor since August. And, in fact, the 6'3", 185-pound QB from Dripping Springs, Texas, had offers from Ohio State, Notre Dame, Texas A&M. They were all in on him. And he had chose Texas – or, excuse me, had chose Baylor – but Josh, he ended up flipping yesterday, so that was um, that was a pretty big story that broke yesterday in the recruiting world. Um, it looks, I mean, do we do we care about getting in on some of the portal news that's been taking place over the last twenty four hours? Um, I, and JT Daniels has committed to Rice. Does that do anything for you <laughs> with JT Daniels at Rice? I, no? I find that to be a fascinating development. Did he basically get his walking papers, you think, from West Virginia? Right. I mean, um, is that what happened? Yes. I think more than anything else, I uh, I would assume that West Virginia said, no, 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 you're, 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 you're good. You can go wherever you want. We don't need you to stay. But how about this story, by the way, speaking – of JT Daniels from his visits last year. So remember, JT Daniels was kind of a hot prospect, right? Uh, was at USC, was the starter at Georgia, but got hurt. And then they couldn't find it amongst themselves to replace Stetson Bennett, and they didn't, and they, they obviously benefited from it. He became the national champion starting quarterback for him and uh, was a Heisman semifinalist. But so JT is on his way to Rice, which is quite the fault. So give me two seconds here. USC, five-star, Georgia, five-star, West Virginia benched, now on his way to Rice. According to a report, whenever he was visiting last year, he visited Oregon State, watched practice, and talked with football coaches. During the visit, according to reports, world <clears throat> words circulated among high-level Oregon State Beaver donors that what JT Daniels sought from an NIL collective was a six-figure endorsement deal, a four-bedroom rental house, and a personal chef. <laughs> now, now he's going to Rice. That is that one of the and again, no offense, Rice. I'm a I, I conference USA guy from back in the day. Appreciate what they've been able to do. They work in that decrepit old stadium that actually hosted a Super Bowl one time. And it's, it's a, wild. And it's a big-time get for them, right? Sure. Like we, we get sure. that. But it's a fall from grace. It is. For somebody that was 
the five-star can't-miss prospect, and he's at USC, and, man, he's the – He's the solution here at Georgia, and now all of a sudden, okay, he's got his perfect fit at West Virginia, and finally he winds up at Rice. He's been everywhere, and it just hasn't been the five-star signee type of career by any stretch. Yeah, not at all. So there was a couple of the national stories that caught my eye, and then, Josh, I know that you don't like to get too in-depth on it, but uh, in your world, maybe one of the biggest flips happened last night where the top offensive lineman in the country had been committed to to Iowa and then changed his commitment to uh, Alabama late yesterday. Yep, yep. Uh, you know, early November, Caden uh, Proctor had taken a visit to Oregon. There was some some steam there, but uh, his you know initial finalists were Iowa and Alabama, and obviously that's a huge flip for the Crimson Tide. Disappointing. Kate- I, I wish there was more uh, – desire sometimes from some of these blue chip guys to want to dare to be a little little bit different and try mm-hmm. to create and engineer some change of places but look you know this i know this there's a proven track record of a pathway to the nfl at alabama and oh by the way everybody that has been there for four years under nick saban's won a national championship right so that's a tough thing to argue against absolutely new sign in all phases complete. Heath Ozida, you have been chosen. You have great humility and thankfulness for the opportunities you have earned. Welcome to the Oklahoma family. So uh, there's the first shocker for me because I had been told it was Heath Ozada, and in fact, that's how it is on his on his biography page. But according to that little thing, they're going with Heath Ozida. I'm 99.99999% sure it's Heath Ozeda. But, again, I'll go, I'll go with the read on that front. But uh, Heath Ozeda, four-star prospect by on three, big offensive tackle, 6'6", 300 pounds. Of course, I better be careful if I say big on his talk. Big in whose world? It's literally. <laughs> Some of you people, man. 6'6", 300 pounds. Uh, top 25 offensive tackle, number 26 in the class by on three, touted as the number two player in the state of Washington by on three, 2022 prep red zone Washington All-League first team honors, had offers from Stanford, UCLA, Utah, among others, which now means that we're only waiting on a handful of letters of intent. And, Josh, for the most part, the known entities in this recruiting class, with the addition of Marcus Strong, Oklahoma could have this bad boy wrapped up by by 10 a.m. So we're waiting on Adabare. Who's the other name we're waiting on, Plank? The running back. We're waiting on the other running back. Smothers. For Oklahoma. Yep. Dylan Sm- <laughs> Waylon Smothers from the <laughs> Smothers Brothers is the other one that we're waiting for. No, the other name that we're waiting for – uh, this morning is Ashton, or excuse me, Dylan Smothers, or Dalen Smothers, you're right, correct. Yeah, he's got Florida State, North Carolina State, and a handful of others for the Charlotte, North Carolina product. And I th- So really, I think we're they'll for announce, I think they'll announce Kendall Dolby at some point, too, if I'm not mistaken. So I think that's the three that we're waiting on, and yeah, more or less this thing's, I mean, pretty much pretty much wrapped up obviously i think some suitor fans I, I don't think you have anything to worry about but they would be happy to see that pj atabare announcement come down anytime soon right any second any any second now that'd be good 
All right, it's 948. Let's get a break. We're at Cavins Construction. We've got major, and I mean major, winter storms coming through. Um, you need to be prepared, but also disaster can strike. And when it does, Cavins is here to help you. 405-573-3048. We'll run through the full list of signees and who we're waiting for at OU next right here on The Ref. All right. Everybody can calm down now. Everybody can calm down. Got a new signing. Scanning. All phases complete. Adipaju Edubaure, you have been chosen for your intelligence and your maturity. Welcome to the Oklahoma family. There you go. So, PJ Adebaye, um, excuse me, Adebaye is in for the Oklahoma Sooners. Is everybody good now? Everybody, everybody kind of calmed down a little bit Whew. since his name didn't pop up right Whew. away? Relief! The five-star Adepujo is in. Is in six four two hundred forty pounds out of Kansas City, top sixty national recruit, five star prospect, number one player in Kansas City. Um, I'm sorry, number one in the state of Missouri by twenty four seven on three and rivals. ESPN had him as number two, twenty two Under Armour All American, uh, fifty one tackles, nineteen for loss, ten sacks as a junior, helped North Kansas City to the five A playoffs. Also a power lifter and a track athlete, Adapujo Adabare. Of course, you can simply call him PJ Adabare. So there you go. Pretty good. And I think now we're waiting on Dalen Smothers and Kendall Dolby as an official announcement, even though it's he will be announced today. Um, I love it. I absolutely, positively love this kid's upside. Now, they're on the TV show with the assistance, so maybe we'll have some of those that we can share as the program rolls on. But of what looks to be right now a 24-person class, the Sooners have 22 letters of intent that are in. Uh, What do you think of Joel and Chandler's take here, Josh? Joel writes, This last-minute flip, guys, if they can't make decisions and wait until the last minute, What will their on-field decisions be like? Give me players that can make up their mind, have integrity and commitment. However, this is certainly entertaining for us grown, mature adults. (laughs) I I just think this is part of the process. And Oklahoma's really maybe only waiting on two or three guys right now that could potentially flip or or sign with them. So, you know, I guess this class could grow as big as 26, 27, maybe 28. But I just I kind of think this has always been the game, right? And you just you got to go with it, especially when you're talking about a dude that you feel like can be a big time player for you in the in the lines of of what a Peyton Bowen or a DJ Hicks could potentially be for OU. Yeah, and I won't really correlate the decision making process of where they're going to sign and play college football with their ability to make on field decisions. This is. This is a life decision, a massive life decision for every single one of these young men that are choosing to sign with Oklahoma or elsewhere. So, And look, beyond that, Peyton Bowen, take as much time as you need 
to make the decision to come to Norman, Oklahoma, right? You, you'll wait. Yeah. You'll be patient with the five-star. So um, before we grab a break, I did want to say, and Parker is joining us right after the top of the hour, uh, it ended up being a very heavy night in sports and a very sad morning. Franco Harris passed away at the age of 72. Um, what I didn't realize is that Franco Harris, whenever the Immaculate Reception took place in 1972, uh, he was a rookie. And the Steelers had only gone to the playoffs once in their entire franchise's history before 1972. Now, um, obviously, it was a totally illegal play. But in that same vein, um, rest in peace to one of the all-time greats. And it sucks because kind of this whole season, as far as the Raiders and the Steelers are concerned, and the reason they put this Raiders-Steelers game in primetime on Saturday night was a tip of the cap and tribute to the the immaculate reception so it's just it's so sad and so uh, just tragic unfortunate the timing of losing franco harris uh who uh, he was just doing an interview with christopher mad dog russo yesterday pittsburgh legend very much involved in the philanthropy scene around pittsburgh and when you when you head down the elevator or the escalator to baggage claim there's a picture of Franco Harris in the Immaculate Reception right next to George Washington. And more people take pictures with that Franco Harris statue than they ever do George Washington. He's a legend. Rest in peace, Franco Harris. Parker Thune joins us next from Cavens Construction right here on The Ref.